Welcome to the Mixing Babies and Business podcast. I'm your host, Amy Lynch, and I'll be covering all things parenthood, business, flexible, and remote work with kids. I'll be sharing a mixture of solo mini episodes and interviews with other business and community leaders who also happen to be parents. Season three of the podcast has been sponsored by the Startup Community Empowerment Fund, which is presented by Startup Canada, MasterCard Canada, Sovereign Insurance, and UPS Canada. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and leave a review online. It helps other parents find the podcast. Visit mixingbabiesandbusiness.com. Adonica Shaw is a mom of three, speaker, author, founder, and advocate for women's health who is dedicated to cultivating digital wellness spaces. She is the founder of Wing Women, a startup that champions health and wellness for professional women, host of the podcast I Surrender and Self Care Saturday, and author of the self-help book Depressed to Daring. This is the first of three mini-episodes of our conversation, which took place in October. Throughout our interview, we talk about the evolution of building her startup being a preeclampsia survivor, and how you can manage your mental health while fundraising as a founder. This is part one of my chat with Adonica. Let's get into it. I've done a lot of research a few weeks ago, and I'm just trying to refresh my memory because you've done a lot of stuff in the last year. goodness it never well, stops God, probably more bad. than the last year what's really interesting about a lot of the people I've been interviewing it's just like you can see these key points over the year of there's obviously stuff that happens in between it's not all highs and there's mm-hmm. probably lows too but it's just interesting to see how people are still like churning it out keep keeping going so yeah you know that is the one thing you learn um I think that was a good lesson you know just in terms of being a parent when it comes to business like even if you have a bad day with your kids tomorrow's always a new day to to kind of start fresh and get it right. And so that lesson, I think, and that understanding um, has been a transferable skill when it comes to business. So I'm, I'm very happy about that. I spoke at an event this week and it was for parentpreneurs and, you know, they were talking about the similarities or transferable skills and how they believe parents are completely cut out for business because you just have to, you fail forward and all the, you learn patience and consistency yeah. and all these it's things. all there, the grit, the resilience, yeah. the patience. The yeah. dealing with multiple personality types. <laughs> um, and then sometimes also the boundary setting, right? Because there's nothing greater to teach you about dealing with different personalities and toddlers. So <laughs> I've always found like with parenting, it's like, okay, I get to choose differently next time. Even if it's like the next 30 minutes or the next hour. Okay. I didn't like what I did that time. I'll make a better choice next time. And it's the same with business. You can just go, okay, I'm going to choose differently tomorrow or do that yeah. differently. Yeah, that um, is definitely, I think the skill set that saves me the most is, I mean, honestly, now that I accepted it, because I don't want to come across like, oh, I've always had the answers. That's not it. I think for a while, at least earlier on when I started my business and just working with different people, I would just find myself so angry and down like, oh my God, I can't believe I got it wrong again. But the sooner I started to, again, like use some of those skill sets that I would use with my kids or just other people, like you just pivot, you know, okay, bad conversation didn't go well. If you got it wrong, say you got it wrong, move forward. You know, people I think really appreciate that. And when you're willing to move through those um, down cycles or those 
periods of poor judgment or just not knowing what to do at the time, you always have the ability to impact the outcome. Like I, I try to keep that mindset. I'm a glass half full kind of person. I'm just naturally optimistic, which drives people crazy. Not everybody likes that, but I do think that there is something about that mindset that helps those parentpreneurs, entrepreneurs win in business because if you keep that optimism like and you show up, all it takes is once to get somebody in the mindset with you for magic to happen. You know, at least if you're the one showing up for that opportunity, you know you you've kept your side of the, st- the street clean, so to speak. So I still stand beside that, even though I know it drives people crazy. It's good though, because I find it's a childlike quality. My kids, if I mess up and I admit it or I say something like, oh, I made a mistake or I knocked that over or like I've spilled something, they'll always say, it's okay, mommy. It's all right. You didn't mean to. It was an accident or, yeah, you know, and sometimes I realize how hard I am on myself through my kids because they repeat back to me what I always say to them. And you know, it's so healthy for them to see when parents either make mistakes or just to see the emotional flexibility, as I would call it. Um, If you grow up never seeing a person making a mistake, when you grow up, you're going to internally feel like you can't ever make a mistake as a parent. I think it's good for children to see you in different cycles and in different times of your beingness, you know, um, when you're doing well, when you're not doing well, and you explaining through those things. So that way, when they're older, they know how to model that behavior. If they don't see you in various states, the only behavior they really have to model is being perfect. And I think what the research has been showing and what we're seeing with parents coming forward, social media, conferences, commentary articles, is that that very strict belief that parents always have to have it all together just isn't conducive to strong learning for children. And I think it just puts a lot of pressure on the parent. Like you're still a person and evolving too. So there's no end point on the learning. Like you had to have it figured out the moment you had a baby. You know, I, I think it's still a continual process and children should be bought on that process with you. Yeah, agreed. So Adonica, you have three children. Do you mind sharing the ages of them and how long you've been a parent? And, you know, you just said a lot of things that you've learned throughout yeah. parenthood and maybe how that has evolved over the years. So I have three kids. They are 12, nine and four. And it's been interesting. You know, I think when you have your first child, it's kind of like you're in this sweet stage of, oh my gosh, this is the most perfect human being ever. And I could totally do this again. And then you have a second child and you find out that they're nothing like the first. (laughs) At least that was the case with me. Uh, My oldest is my daughter, Natalia. Uh, My son, Preston, has a very different personality type. And then my youngest, Aiden, he came along like there's a a five-year difference between him and Preston. And he was just on that brink of like, I don't think I want to do this again. And if I'm going to do it again, I better do it now. Um, It's been a learning process for each child in terms of how I parent them. But I think each of them has uniquely taught me something about just being a woman and a person. And um, I I love that about my relationships with my children. You know, your rules change and how you parent changes as you Mm -hmm. learn who you want to be. And uh, I think I give myself a lot more grace now too than I did before where I'm you know you lower your expectations or adjust them accordingly I've looked up to your um your milestones throughout the pandemic and you've I saw you launch two podcasts 
in the last year. And I originally I met you through the All Rays Pre-Seed Bootcamp that we mm-hmm. joined was I think fall 2020. And you've been building wing women, you know, selected to pitch for volitions, amplify women event this past June, mm-hmm. all between navigating, you know, changing your business needs, school maybe not being in session all the time, mm-hmm. and public event space closures happening. Do you mind sharing some of the ways that you've adapted your your business, your approach to business and your workflow during the pandemic around your, your family's needs? Yes. So to be honest with you, the way that this has evolved was a little unexpected because pre-pandemic, I was, I feel like in many ways, like on paper doing more, but the pandemic put me in a place where I had to sit down. But the biggest thing that really helped me to do all of this and to do it mindfully was that I had more time for self-care. Whereas before pandemic, I was out ripping and running between events, you know, in San Francisco Bay Area, it's like, okay, go to work, go to this event down the street, get on BART, go to this other event, record from some BART station or in an office space, you know, and looking back on that, I'm like, geez, was I busy or was I impactful? Was I intentional? And through the pandemic, I learned that it wasn't that I wasn't, but having the ability to to be at home more gave me more time to really show up for my family and for my my work more thoughtfully, which I think actually helped me reach a lot of those milestones because before it's not that I probably would not have done them, but I don't know that I could have shown up as a more present version of myself. So for example, even with the podcasting, A, ideating and coming up as I'm sure you're aware with the podcast and scheduling guests and being prepared for those interviews, it takes a lot of time. And pre pandemic, I would have been like, okay, yeah, we can do a podcast, you know, sure, but not really thinking through the parts. And so this last year, having those moments to just sit with myself and think like, who do I actually want to talk to? What do I want to highlight? Why is what I'm highlighting important? Who is it important to that those moments of self-care and whether that's been able to journal, meditate, pray, go to the spa, sleep, that that's really helped me to show up for my work in a way that I just couldn't before. Yeah. And for people listening, your podcast that you launched are called Self-Care Saturday. The other one is I Surrender. Um, I haven't been recording as of late, just purely because Wing Women has been taking off and I needed to divert my attention. So I know if you're out there and you've listened to either podcast, you're like, where did she go? I'm still here. It's just a matter of prioritizing um, business needs. And there's one me. I used to try to force everything to be like, I got to do this and this and this. And anymore, I'm like, I'm good with, okay, let's pivot and prioritize what needs to take place first do that thoughtfully, and then go back to what needs to be addressed um, as time permits. Yeah, but that's the beauty of podcasting because people can still find you and connect with you and hear your voice and learn your story. And even if if it evolves over time, yeah, it's just, it's still there. And I think it's a great, unique way to connect with people, especially right now. Do you find that your work has evolved from the surrender circle into wing women? Are you intentionally building those as separate platforms? Initially, they were supposed to be the same thing. So when we started with Surrender Circle over a year ago, A, I did not know at the time, but registering a company as an LLC doesn't particularly set you up to fundraise 
for venture capital, just purely because of the business structure. So that was something I didn't know. But in the space that I started Surrender Circle, a lot of it was around personal development and spiritual growth and self-transformation and overcoming the big stuff. And how do you navigate that? And that was my initial vision. But with Wing Women, as I ventured out and spoke to more women, I realized that although some of the work that we do on ourselves can be transformational, can be inspiring, you know, it also has to be practical. And so with wing women and having the ability to enter into safe spaces where you are talking about health related issues, mental health related issues, getting actual actionable advice that needed to be its own separate space. I think that there needed to be a clear boundary between the two because I can talk to you and have guests on my show all day long about how to work on the internal, but that may not help you find a health plan that's actually going to support your physical needs on the day-to-day basis. So they are definitely two distinct businesses, wing women coming out of Surrender Circle, but yes, they are two different entities. Wing women is a corporation, Surrender Circle is an LLC, and just the thought process and the mission and the energy behind both is different. Big thanks to Adonica for taking part of her day to answer my questions about showing up imperfectly in front of our children and how she shifted her work practices to be more thoughtful and intentional. Stay tuned for the next two episodes where we'll talk about her experience as a preeclampsia survivor, her passion for women's well-being, and fundraising as a founder. Check out Adonica and her work at adonicashaw.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your network and leave a review. It helps other parents find the podcast. You can access more business resources for parents on my website, including a regular newsletter with industry news, funding opportunities, and professional development events at mixingbabiesandbusiness.com. Thanks for listening.